Hey guys, my guest tonight, Lynn Monet and I are going to be talking about fairies and elementals. We'll be right back. Grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Happy Monday, everybody. I hope you had a great weekend. Everybody in California, boy, we got tossed around. Man, did we get tossed around yesterday. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have a paranormal, uh, you know, you think you have a paranormal need, we can help you out. It might take us a couple of days to get to you. Because as you can tell by the news reports and seeing all the damage, California is a huge state. So, uh, you know, even though we have people up and down the state, it still takes us time to get out to different locations. But in that case, we do have psychics on staff who can phone you. And if what if what is going on in, in your place of residence or business is, you know, paranormal, they, in most cases, they can settle stuff down for you. Okay. All right. How do you find this? Just hit Google. California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team. Google California Haunts Radio, and we are everywhere on Google. You can find us, all right? Facebook, you name it, we're everywhere. All the major social media places, all right? And speaking of that, if you're watching from Facebook, and a lot of you are, and uh, you enjoy, you like what you hear and see tonight, please be free to hit that follow button if you haven't done so already, because we're always looking for followers. And it always helps a lot when you go get in the chat room, and uh, you leave us messages, or you chat amongst yourselves. That is really great. And uh, show me some love. Show me some love for the show. Thumbs up, happy faces, those hearts, right? I can't do that. But those heart things, you know, same thing with YouTube. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, you're watching from YouTube, please do so. You know, we're, we're looking to keep building this and building this and building this. And uh, little by little, we're getting every inch in there on YouTube and our RSS feeds t- t- exploded. And uh, it's, it's happening. It's starting to happen. And like I said, same thing on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. And uh, leave us a Happy face, smile, you know, smiley face, thumbs up, or this heart, the heart thing, you know, <laughs> or even leave a comment in the chat in the chat room because what it does, it puts us higher in their FYP, and it shares this out to more people. They distribute it out. And that being said, one more quick thing before I shut up. That being said, please, uh, please be sure to share us if, if you're at home tonight and you've got some other people in the house and you and you like what you hear. Hey, there's this really this really cool little show on. Come on in and look at it. All right, we're looking to hit that share button. Just share, share, share. All right, getting on to business now. My guest tonight has been on a couple of times. She's a good friend of, of the show. She's a good friend of mine, uh, Lynn Monet. And uh, she had lived in a very, very, she had bought, purchased a very, very haunted house at one point. But she also found that she had other talents that went with this house. And now she is a paranormal investigator. Or, or, you know, she, or rather, she helps people that are having paranormal problems. And uh, we talked. We, we were talking about a week, a week or so ago about uh, fairies and elementals, and uh, she had come in contact with a case that had that. And over the years of my doing this, eighteen years, I've come in contact with that at least three times out in the field of uh, having cases that that involve fairies. So we thought it would be a kind of cool idea to come out and do a show and talk about that. So I'm going to bring her on right now without further ado, and let's talk fairies. Okay, let's. <laughs> okay. Okay, there we go. Hi. Finally, happy. The right bloody button. How are you? Yeah, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Had a good one yesterday. So what's happening in California? It was like you said it was throwing you all around. or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah, with 60 mile an hour winds. Wow. What and I've what... never been out in things like that. And, you know, walking around, because I, I have, of course, I, you know, power was out. So I went to get dinner. And I go out to my car. I'm walking down my walkway. And I'm getting pushed down the walkway, literally. And then wow. my gate's open. So I go to grab the gate to shut it. And it was like a kite effect. 
I was on it, it. It took me off my feet. Wow. Well, that's so amazing. That was wild. Yeah, that is wild. I, we've had really crazy weather here, but of course we do know that it is being manipulated. Um, yeah. You know, so you just well, don't know what to expect. I thought for sure I was going to Oz there for a while. <laughs> I did. I go. I'm going to wake up and, you know, the, the munchkins will be there. Here we are, you know. It was, it was it was pretty wild. It was crazy. Yeah. And I didn't even get my internet back until, at least on my cell phone, until 2 a.m. And then I got the internet oh, for wow. this. For uh, Xfinity came on around 10 a.m. this morning. I mean, it was all night. But luckily, because I live, you know, I live near a hospital. I'm about four blocks away from Kaiser Hospital. We're in that mm -hmm. grid of the hospital. So when the power goes out, they come to us first because they want to keep the hospital going. So that's that's where it's fortunate because a lot of my my friends who live across the way, like 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 two streets over across the way, they're still in the dark right now. Oh my goodness. See, I had no idea because the news only talks about what it wants to talk about. It doesn't yeah. talk about the important stuff or the real stuff that's happening. Yeah. It kind of just, you know, wants to talk about what it can keep the herd mentality going to. Yeah. But we won't go there because you'll get kicked off a of fluff tube if we're on there. And also Facebook, you know, there's certain words you can't use and certain things yep. you can't talk certain about. Because, you can't talk about. Because... Uh, we don't have freedom of speech anymore, but that that's a whole nother thing. But I am thrilled you know, to be here. Not, not trying to, to get kicked off a of fluff tube, but I'm going to say this out loud. One of the top show or the top five shows that I have over on the RSS feed, you know, going out to Apple and all those places, mm -hmm. is about the Anunnaki. The last time I did a show about the Anunnaki, I got a strike. So we're just saying, I'm just saying. Really? It got, pulled, it got pulled off fluff tube. Yet it's the most popular show, one of the most popular shows on the regular internet. That's crazy. Um, I had I I had one show that I was talking. Uh, I don't. It, it was something silly that I was talking about a friend of mine's, some event that had happened to her having to do with actually a cheese pizza, and they pulled me off for that huh. as well. So I no, it, it was it was because no, what was it? I was talking about beef and a lot of these it was beef and pizza and something else but because i was talking about beef and a lot of the people that they've hired to actually troll on our shows and watch over us are from india and eating a cow is oh, sacred. Yeah. Yeah. so they they flagged me because i was talking about eat, oh it was eating hamburgers and pizza <laughs> you never know so, you never know <laughs> yeah it's like well you know who knew so but they, you just, you never know. They, yeah, you never you know, know. You never know. So tell me what you've been up to. Girl, I am um, been up to a, um, a lot of things. I actually was flown out to Denver um, uh, at the earlier part. Well, this, this past month to mm -hmm. uh, film a segment on beyond belief for Gaia with George Nori, which was absolutely mm -hmm. amazing. The show will be edited and coming out probably around the end of March, first part of April. I'll definitely make sure to pass it on to you when, when it absolutely. does come out. And, um, um, it was amazing. I, I felt like a queen. They they dotted all the T, crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's and flew me out there. And I stayed in a beautiful hotel and I had a driver with a Lexus to tote me around Denver and had makeup artists. So I got to be Queen Bee for a day. I got to, you know, no kids with me, no dog to take care of. It was just me. Wow. So I was really feeling it. And when I even asked Hads, one person asked me for my autograph. I'm like, really? Okay. You know, so <laughs> they just assumed that because I was somebody that this driver in this expensive car kept coming to pick up that I must have been, you know, some big deal, which little mm -hmm. did they know I drive a Toyota Corolla when I'm home. But, uh, you know, so, but it, but it was, it was, I, I, I had my moment. I could say that I had my moment and that's for sure. And um, they said that they are planning on having me come back. I don't know when, but it will be. And I may be getting to be a speaker in some of the tours that. That, uh, George Norrie will be doing. We talked right about up. the one in Indianapolis, and I uh, that he is definitely going to. The other three haven't been booked yet, but you know, if they're in Atlanta or tennis, any of those areas within you know a drive, um, they're they're talking about having me on the show there as well, which is a great honor. They they were Absolutely. wonderful people. Meeting George was this is my second time meeting him in person, actually, mm -hmm. and. Um, um, he's he's an amazing man, very kind man, and the the whole crew was I, I couldn't have asked for better. They they were amazing to me. They treated me very well. I've also um, trying to I'm looking for an editor 
my editor kind of um, had some things happen in life and needed to take a different direction. So I still have the third book in my omnipresent ser series that's waiting to come out called 111 Beckadon Drive. Um, for those of you that are new to this show, please don't forget to give it a thumbs up and subscribe. And like um, Charlotte said, to please talk because it does uh, raise the algorithms. But I have Omnipresent, which is my first book, which this is an actual event that occurred while my son was sitting on the master bathroom toilet. You saw this mm -hmm. coming at in at him. Um, also, Charlotte has a story time and she's been given permission to read this book for anybody that would like more of an yep. audio reading versus yep. a they versus a book or they're not into like the kindle kind of thing but um uh, this book is a story about um, a house that i purchased as a single mother that was so haunted that i never moved in it was that bad um and it is a true story nothing is fabricated and charlotte can tell you that it is it's a short, quick read, but it will keep you on the edge of your yes. seat and it would, would make an excellent movie. The second book that I wrote in the Omnipresent series, it's not my favorite one. The first one is my favorite and, and I've got another one coming up that's my favorite. This is an actual picture of the house. Mm -hmm. um, and if you look really, really close in the window, you can see one of the demons. Let me see if I can get it up there for you. Can you see the face in the window? I can, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that is one of the demons. And I took this picture to put it in an ad for, for sale by owner. I had no idea that I actually captured the creepy in the um, thing. But this is a book about everybody wanted to know what happened to the family, what happened to the mm -hmm. house afterwards. So this is a follow-up of what happened next. Also me engaging with other people that lived in that area or had lived in that area that shared their stories with me that were just as creepy as mine. And then I... um went through a segment in here about a rotation that I did as a nurse talking about mental illness. And right now I'm on shows with Dr. Jerry Marvinsky mm -hmm. talking about uh, schizophrenia and attachments and also drug addiction and other kinds of addiction and a different kind of attachment. And um, the book 111 Beckadon Drive is actually a short chapter in this, but the book is now elongated into a fuller one. And I'm currently writing the fourth book in the Omnipresent series of five called one um, called Omnipresent Gnome Place Like Home. So, and this is what is the show is kind of about tonight. Um, I also have Colors of Heaven, which is, as everybody knows, there's a dark That's side. That's a great book. Yeah, there's a um, there's a dark side to paranormal and there's a light side to paranormal. And this is about the beauty of death and dying, if you can believe that there is a beauty to that. Um, and this book I wrote um, as a palliative nurse for 17 years out of the 40 years that I have been a nurse. And I've seen hundreds of people pass away. And I um, wrote this hoping to bring the stigma of death and dying, um, to help take it away and to bring comfort to those who've lost someone or somebody that perhaps has been diagnosed with terminal illness. Um, and I'll stop talking about those in just a minute. Um, I've got one more book called The Gap. What else your adolescent teen needs to know? My counts, I, I was looking for a book for my daughter who's now 15. My two other ones are grown. She was a late life baby at 46. Yes, people still do have babies in their 40s. And um, this is a book that I wrote because they did they didn't cover everything stopped at the birds and the bees and then jumped to like human trafficking or something like that. And they didn't fill in all of the center. You know, we've got this new gender movement going. So this book is written gender neutral for anybody that, um, you know, is concerned about that. Um, it also explains what that is, but it also explains that it's okay to be who you are because it seems like you have to be something different and it's cool to be who you are and what you were born as, as well as, you know, whatever else that you want to do. But the very first chapter is called your privates. So, and, and it's, there are no graphic pictures in it as far as body nudity, but there are graphic pictures in it of things such as uh, trunk releases from the inside and what a crowbar looks like and where to find it. So mm -hmm. if you do get abducted and get stuck into a trunk, then you, um, then you know where to find a release to open the trunk from the inside as well as where the crowbar is to whack somebody in the head if they open the trunk to get you out before you have the chance to do that. And also what to do if a condom breaks, 
Um, I wrote that in there, not that I'm encouraging your children to have sex, but if your children are having sex, they need to know what to do if a condom does break and not to go on a date with stinky sneakers because no matter how handsome or beautiful you are, smelly feet is not attractive. So, um, and I wrote that for that reason. But um, um, this book that uh, that I'm writing now about Gnome Place Like Home, it has a couple of things in it besides just that, but I've, I've recently... And Charlotte was mentioning, too, about some of the things, you know, normally when we go for investigations and, th and things like that, we, we're looking for the, the ghosty part, you mm -hmm. know. And a lot of times, and Charlotte will agree with me, too, you know, if somebody has a ghost in their house, the first thing they do is they call you up and they say, I have a demon in my house. And 99.9% .9 of the time, it's not a demon. It's uh -oh. a lost soul. It could be a poltergeist. It could be one of those shadow things that are created, um, too, by, by negativity in the home and some of the things that people are doing. Uh -huh. And, but now there's, I, I've come across multiple times now this new element of things that they're, they're not human and they've never been human, but they're not demonic either so they come you know they come in with a different different area <clears throat> and i had i normally left the fairy elemental realm you know off my plate because i had enough on my plate with all the other stuff but i recently have experienced it up close and personal myself more than once and so i decided that it would be time to write a book about that so anyway that's that's what i've been doing <laughs> just a little cool. bit Busy, 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 very busy. When do you sleep? Oh, gosh, you know, <sighs> not much. Let's put, it, <laughs> let's put it that way. Not, not much, you know, between being, being a mom and, you know, trying to get, get stuff done and, and, um, running back and forth still to Louisiana, trying to settle my, my sister's estate and things like that. It, it's been interesting. I have stepped back a little bit from, uh, doing my own podcast and also being on shows. I'm just starting to get back in. So thank you very much for having me um, because I needed about six months off to be able to manage all of the things that I had to manage um, that were on that level and some unexpected things as well. So Perfect. I'm Perfectly. back. Perfectly understandable. So tell me how you got, and you, you kind of touched on that briefly, of how you got into uh, looking into elementals and stuff. Because, you know, you don't find them all the time. That's the no. issue. Like no, in 18 years, like I said, 18 years I've been doing this. Maybe three times I've had a case that involved fairies and elementals. Mm, I, have, I have run across it twice now. And um, the very first time, well... I'm going to go forward first and then I'll go backwards. Okay. Uh, my sister passed away in June and I inherited her house. And my sister, prior to her passing, talked about the fact that she felt that there was a spirit in the house, that she was constantly putting protection like up around her bed and things like that, you mm -hmm. know, to protect her from, especially when she was sleeping and it didn't work. And um, she didn't know that it was something different. So... Mm -hmm. But she would talk about it. She would talk about hearing it walk around. She would talk about, you know, hearing it mumble and those sorts of things like that. And it just so happened that um, I inherited her house. And so I go in, bells and whistles. I'm not messing around. You know, I when I go through and I'm going to do a clearing, it, I, I use a fire component. Because, mm -hmm. you know, um, the, the spirits kind of linger in the air that you're given the option to leave. The door's cracked. They can go if they want to. But if they choose not to, they're going to get sucked in my pan because the, the fire sucks the oxygen in. Therefore, the spirit gets sucked in and they get stuck in that pan. And uh, you can actually see them in the bottom of it and the, the gunky stuff that's in there. Mm -hmm. so, um, so I did that. And granted, I did get a spirit or two that were in there, um, but they were ghosts. And I thought that I had completed it. And all of a sudden, I'm standing in the hallway upstairs with my son. My son's standing in the master bedroom doorway. I'm standing in the hallway bathroom, and we're talking to each other. And all of a sudden, we see this little thing about under three feet tall, like just under three feet tall, and it walks past us towards the direction of my son and into the master bedroom where he's standing in the doorway. Mm -hmm. And this thing looked just like 
the banker on Harry Potter's Hogwarts thing. And if anybody that has seen Harry Potter, the thing with the, the boxy head and the ears and the, and the big nose, mm -hmm. and it looked just like that. And I didn't say anything. And my son looks at me and he says, did you just see Hogwarts pass by? <laughs> and I said, yeah. I said, as a matter of fact, I did. He says, oh, okay. Then the little thing crosses back by in the opposite direction, going back to this third bedroom. A couple more minutes pass. My, my son and I are still standing there talking. I'm like, yeah, there goes here. Here he goes again. And my son says, yeah, I see him. And he's got like these little white sock things on. And you can see him. And then he comes back a third time in front of me, past my son, back into the master bedroom. But on the third time, he brought this wreath-looking thing of faces, of spirits that he had collected along the way that he was actually carrying along like balloons, that they were like his treasures that he was bringing with him of souls that he had, had accumulated um, in his time frame. And the thing was, is about four days before that, I have... Um, my half sister Mary, which I consider my full sister, she I, out of out of six children in my family with my parents, all of us are gone. All of them are gone except me. But my father had been married before and had two other children, and my sister Mary is my full sister as far as I'm concerned. Uh -huh. So um, she had come to help me because I was overwhelmed to sort through important papers to find documents and she actually slept in my sister's room and there was one night that I hear her praying out loud and I hear her humming humming a hymn and when I asked her the next morning what had happened and she said she said I was having trouble falling asleep and at one point I did fall asleep but when I opened my eyes there was this ring of faces over the top of me now she's spiritual too and she understands this kind of stuff mm -hmm. but it still freaked her out just a little bit, but she told me about it. So when my, after she left, I mean, and what she didn't realize is that the little thing, the, the troll thing that was standing, I don't know if it was a troll, there's a, another name for it, um, was standing next to her bed that was elevated up and holding those balloon type wreath faces. And she was seeing that, but she couldn't see him on the side of the bed. So after she left was when my son and I saw it coming through and then he appeared with the wreath type thing. So I'm like, okay, you know, and after we cleared the house, it was kind of a moment of like, is that all you got? You know, I mean, this thing was cocky, you know, like, uh, what else have you got? You know, what are you going to do? Basically mocking and laughing at what my attempts were in order to clear the house. And I've never had that happen before. Mm -hmm. And um, so I reached out to two of my friends and I that were remote viewers, one from Florida, one from Canada area. And both of them looked into the house remotely, told me things about the house they could not have known unless they were there, like, like this alcove. There was a room behind the kitchen that was a family room. And in that family room, there was a opening that went underneath the stairs that led to the second floor. And that opening led to a closet inside of the third bedroom. Well, it turned out that the gnome, for lack of a better word, was coming into the house through that going up to the third bedroom floor. And it turned out that my sister had inadvertently picked up a rock and placed it in that third bedroom. And it was a really, really ugly, greenish, weird-shaped rock. And I remember coming across it, and I almost threw it away. It's a good mm -hmm. thing I didn't throw it away, because it really would have been bad if I had thrown it away. So they were telling me that he was coming into the house because something was in the house that belonged to him, something on the order of a rock. And I'm like, you're kidding me, right? I, I know which rock it is because when I picked it up, it had a very, very odd energy about it and vibration that I could feel in my teeth. When I held it, I could feel the, the vibration in my mouth. It was that strong. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, and I almost threw it out. And they're like, well, that's his rock. And, you know, he's coming there because he's protective 
of that rock because whatever that rock is, it is something very important to him. Like maybe it comes from the land that he came from. They talked about how he was coming and going through portals to different areas, but basically all of the land around there, he, you know, he, um, he basically managed. And the thing was, is that after we, we saw him, um, after finding that out, my son, the very next day, took the rock out of the bedroom and there was a shed in the back of the house and he took it and he placed it in a special area that nothing would bother it and put it back. But the thing was, is as my son was walking out the door because I had the gift of second sight, that elemental was following him and he was flinging vines at my son's legs. And my son said to me, he said, what is he doing? My legs are itching, you know, like stinging and itching. And I'm like, he's flinging vines around your legs, trying to stop him from carrying off the rock out the door. But of course, my son kept going. And in that moment, I shoved the door open. I said to the spirits, I said, okay, the boss is gone. If you want to cross over, now is your time. Go to the light, look up and find your loved ones. And, and multiple ones just started coming down the stairwell and going out the door. Not all of them. Some of them decided to stay. But anyway, the very next day, uh, my son was having some issues with his car and he had to do something to change the oil. So he was underneath his car and he's laying underneath the car and he sees the feet of a bear, but it was a spirit bear walking past the car and then this little tiny set of feet walking behind the bear, which was the, the elemental. And, okay. um, and so then he said that when he came out from underneath the car, that it was getting, starting to just turn dark a little bit, kind of dusk. He said, as it got darker, he noticed that the entire yard, the entire yard, and she had a two acre fenced in lot, the entire yard was covered in spirit animals and souls that were in the yard, literally almost shoulder to shoulder. That's how many of them that there were. And he came in the house to tell me about it. And he says, you've got to come and look. And I came to look and you could, uh, with the light, you could see them still, you know, some of the, the spirits lingering in the yard. And the thing about it was, is we stayed there um, for two additional days after the rock was taken out. We learned that you can't do the traditional spiritual things to correct this problem because for one thing, he's not going anywhere. We're on his land. Uh -huh. Okay. So uh, yeah, um, those things aren't going to work because he was created as the earth was created. Therefore religion came much after and the things that are religiously based don't work on elementals that way. So, um, we were told, you know, certain things that they like tobacco, that they like liquor, that they love baked sweet goods, that yeah. there was, you know, they love crystals and gold and silver and those sorts of things. And so we would leave him a baked good. And this, this yard has a six foot fence all the way around it. And I can tell you that you would go back in an hour and it would be gone, totally gone that whatever it was that we had left for him would be gone. And I kid you not, my, my son witnessed this too. Um, once in a while, like a crystal and stuff would have been knocked on the ground, but it would have been in a different place than where it was left. Uh -huh. So uh, we started to, um, we told him that, you know, listen, here's the deal. You know, we're going to give you beignets because those are a big deal of pastry in Louisiana because this is where it's at and we we're going to give you alcohol and things that you like as long as you stay out of the house uh -huh. you know you stay out of the house while we're in there working and doing things because he had a very negative pull of, about him uh -huh. and he was angry he was a very grumpy elemental partially because um they used they were guardians of the forest during the times of the Indians and they worked in 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 unison with the Indians and they, they cohabitated harmoniously until the giants came into place. And then the Indians would feed them to the giants to keep them from eating the Indians. So they betrayed them and there was that betrayal there. So they still carry that stigma of, um, of anger. And so we let them know, um, you know, we're going to be leaving tomorrow. 
So you just need to stay out of the house until tomorrow. So lo and behold, um, there was a leak in the bathroom sink upstairs and I had to get a plumber. And of course it was on Memorial day and good luck with that. So it took all day. So we ended up having to stay one more day for a plumber to come to fix the leak before we leave. We couldn't leave the leak and be gone. By the time we'd come back, the, you know, the areas, would, some areas would be damaged in the house. So when we came back into the house that day when we were supposed to be gone, we could hear him coming from the back of the house grumbling. He was grumbling. And his favorite word is the F. He, he likes dropping F-bombs. F-bomb, F-bomb, F-bomb. That's his favorite word. And to me, I was F. F U F U F U F U. So, um, and this is my, so that's my new name is, is F U. So, um, anyway, and he would stand between these, these arches that my sister made on her stairs and with his face, he'd stand watching everything from between them. But we then had to explain to him, we're sorry. We had a leak. We had to have a, we have to have a plumber come. We're going to be staying one more day. So that evening, my son was loading up the car with some heavy items. And all of a sudden I hear um, all of these cuss words just pouring out the F-bombs that, you know, and I thought to myself, oh my God, you know, what happened? Austin must have hurt himself or dropped something. So I run to the front door and open it, running out to see what happened to him because I assumed that it was him. And when I opened the door, his face is right there. He's standing right there at the door like, what? You know, I opened it so fast, I almost hit him with it. And I said to him, I said, well, what happened? Why were you, why were you dropping all of, you know, why were you screaming out all of those obscenities? And he said, that wasn't me. He said, I wasn't doing that. And I said, I heard you. I said, I came running because I thought that you would hurt yourself. He said, no, it wasn't me. And I said, well, did you hear them too? And he said, no, I didn't hear that. So I'm like, okay. So the next morning we had promised before we left that we would let him know that we were leaving and that we would leave him a special treat. My son went out and he started his car because his battery was giving him problems. He wanted to make sure that he let it run for a while. He then got into the truck that I was driving home and was trying to hook up my charger for my phone and I come out the door and all of a sudden from the back yard from this area, the shed area, I hear F-bomb, 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 you know, type thing. And I, and I, again, I walked to the car and I said to my son, Austin, I said, what's the matter? And he said, nothing. I said, well, why are you, you know, dropping F-bombs? And he says, well, that wasn't me. And then we both heard it again. This time we both heard it. And he's going, F you, F you, F you, F you, like repetitiously, really, really fast. And the thing was, is he was letting us know that he was waiting for his treat. And he was concerned that we were going to leave and not give it because we had the cars going. And he was letting us know that he was still in his place, that he held up his end of the bargain and that he wanted his treat. Mm -hmm. So we ended up giving him the treat and then leaving. Um, since then, we've been back multiple times, and he does not come into the house, thank goodness. He is, except for once, we had a paranormal group. We've had actually two paranormal groups out there. We had a paranormal group come out there. It was a husband and wife team of friend, personal friends of, of mine to do an investigation because, you know, we told them about, you know, you know, how often is it that you have a, you know, a, um, you know, most people have pets of cats and dogs and not that this thing is a pet, but we have a resident elemental and he with spirits. A lot of times they'll hide and they won't come out right away, but man, the elemental will come right up in your face, right off the bat. They will meet you at the gate, you know, type thing. They, they, um, you know, they, they definitely make themselves known very, very quickly, especially in, in, um, any type of investigation. So, our friends were there. They verified um, that there was an elemental. There was also passing some of the souls that he'd kind of gathered and caught were blinking the flashlights and communicating with us. One was named Ed. So they verified that there were spirits on the property and they verified that there was the elemental because the spirits spoke of the elemental 
mm-hmm. being on the property. They knew that, that, that it was there. And again, I don't know if it's male or female. I'm saying he, because it was this little troll looking thing. So, um, so we've had it verified that, that the grounds are haunted and, um, are haunted because of the things that are basically held there kind of as prisoner by this element, this resident elemental. And my son is actually living in the house um, right now, and he's not having any problems. Um, the elemental, you know, keeps his distance. Um, and, and as I mentioned, too, with the, um, I meant to mention, too, with the paranormal group that had come through, he was very curious about them. So at one point, we were standing in the kitchen, and he came in through the back door just to look at them. And they saw they saw him standing there, and I saw him standing there. Austin also saw him standing there, and then he kind of darts back out. And um, I was on a show shortly after the remote viewing was done, and he actually showed up on the show. He was standing next to me and had his hands on me, and I could hear the frequency change in my ear, so I knew that he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the person that was on the show said, he's standing right next to you. And I'm like, yeah, as a matter of fact, he is, you know, so the person picked it up as well that he was there. So, um, yeah, that was an interesting experience, um, because I had to do the 101 class very, very quickly and ask people, you know, what to do. And, and the thing is too, is you know, every situation is different. And there were a lot of things that I was told, oh, well, you know, usually they're friendly and da, 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 da. And I'm like, well, this one's not. Right. You know, he's very angry. He's not friendly. And I think that he would, whatever happened to him, whatever trauma over these, you know, thousand years um, has affected him adversely that he's still very bitter for some reason. But he was very, very happy to get his rock back. He was very happy to get his rock back once he realized that it wasn't being taken from him, that it was being placed. So people, when you go around picking up pretty rocks and stuff in your yard, you need to make sure that you're not picking up somebody else's property because you might bring home more than your rock. I think a lot of that anger, too, and it's just like anything else. It's like when you go to when somebody buys an old hotel and they decide to remodel the hotel. And they put new wallpaper up on the walls. Then they take off and go to lunch. And what happens? They come back, the wallpaper's peeled off the walls. Because the elementals are so attached to the land that they're on and the areas that they're on, they've had thousands of years to watch people come and and invade that area, whether they're building houses or whatever they're doing in that area. And I think that's what causes them to be angry, like like this one. Exactly. And plus they want to be left alone. They don't want to be bothered. And the thing about it was is, I mean, I kind of went fast forward, but we I mean we did have a few problems with him testing the limits uh-huh. of still coming into the house. And I finally went out and I told him, I said, look, you need to stay out here while we're in the house doing our work. Uh-huh. We're not planning on staying, we're leaving. But if you continue to come in and create negativity in the house and interfere with our sleep and and uh-huh. do that sort of thing. I'm going to sell this to house to a family with seven children with six dogs, uh-huh. or I'm going to turn it into a shopping mall, you know? Uh-huh. And the thing was, is the thing darted out and, and took me serious. Cause I, I would sell it to, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. um, I don't, you know, and that was in the beginning where I didn't fully have, there was no relationship there in that sense, if that's right. even possible to do. Now, of course, I would not do that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because there's right. a little bit of a different understanding. As a matter of fact, the house is going to be going up for sale um, probably within uh, the next six months to mm-hmm. a year because it's too hard for me to run back and forth. And, um, you know, we're going to let him know, mm-hmm. you know, what would you like us to do? Do you want us to bury your rock somewhere that nobody ever finds it again with all mm-hmm. of your treasures? Do you, where do you want it on this side of the fence, on that side of the fence? Because Mm -hmm. he's aware of the future. He's aware of the past. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, he, he can know if they're going to build condos on the other side of the fence and dig up the yard. So we're going to let him guide us and pick where he wants to have his treasures placed Mm -hmm. before we leave. Or if he wants to, he can, I don't know if it's good to have him follow along or not, because even though 
they don't mean to, they do carry a negative energy pull because of the level of dimension that they're coming in at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, what, what did his voice sound like? Was it different than a human voice? He grumbled. Okay. He grumbled. Yes, it it was when he was because he only spoke obscenities. That's mm -hmm. all. That was his. Like I said, his favorite word was the f bomb, and I, I, I was the f word with you on it. You know, f you, yeah. f you, f you, f you. You know, three times in a row, f you, f you, f you, and so. But they were English. They they were words that you could clearly understand. They were verbalized. <laughs> so and it wasn't something imaginary because my son and I heard it at the same time, the second time that he did it from the shed, because mm -hmm. he wanted it to be heard. And we it was coming from that direction as well. So we knew what it was. And because that's his calling card is the F-bomb, his favorite word. Um, I actually have had a remote viewer go in since all of this has happened. And he is still angry and didn't want to talk, didn't want to talk to anybody. So he was happy to have his rock, but he understands that a remote viewer is going to be coming in again to speak to him, to find out what he wants us to do mm -hmm. with that rock, because we want to secure it so that nobody ever touches it again. And right. that it's his. Right. So, right. And, to right. and to leave on good terms, because they can mess with you for sure. Yeah, they can. Um, the one case that we did, which was just before COVID, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, was, it was it was a house. Guy, the gentleman that was raising his two, his two or three sons. One son was autistic. Oh wow! And he would see them. He would see them flying around the house. Mm -hmm. He would hear them, and we were actually able to sit down in the living room, and the, he didn't have a basement. He had like a crawl space under the house, and there were vents that came up, you know, from underneath this crawl space. But as investigators, we were able to sit in the living room. And I camera just went away. Hang on a second. I'm not, that surprised. I'm not surprised yeah. either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can make faces and nobody will know. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, so we would sit there. And we could hear the voices coming out of that, 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 that opening. Mm -hmm. we, could hear the, we could hear the fairies talking amongst themselves. And it was a different kind of, they have a different kind of voice, you know, you know, it's not somebody from like walking down the street or anything like that, 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 that you're hearing. They have a unique sound of voice, not so much sing song like TV, but their voice just sounds different from, from our voices. And that's when we knew we were dealing with fairies because we couldn't explain where the voices were coming from yet. They were coming there and what they were. And then finally it turned out, you know, our psychic, you know, said, Hey, I just saw one you know, run down the hall. Yes. You know, and I, 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 like I said, it wasn't my forte. So, mm -hmm. but now being thrown into this, I'm glad that I have a better understanding. Um, mm -hmm. And again, it's their things that you want to piss off, you know, they're right. there. And again, with everything that people that, you know, they don't realize and a lot of people go charging in and they think that speaking forcefully makes them seem not afraid when it really makes them sound more afraid and to approach things with respect you right. know you go into a house you're in someone else's home whether it's a spirit you know if it's not your home and a person's home but even if it's a house that's empty it is still someone's or something's right. and you need to have that respect to go in and not just charge in with your stuff and start sitting right. on their bed or you know that sort of thing and the word please and thank you even in the spirit realm is very, very important, mm -hmm. you know, and to thank them. Thank you for allowing me to come and investigate your home, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. type thing, because a lot of times people think that because they're spirits that they're ignorant. So they do, they get out blinky, right. you know, and they're, right. they're like, you know, you and I have had this conversation before about touch blinky and they touch blinky mm -hmm. and everybody's like, oh, they touch blinky. Oh, let's make sure that wasn't a fluke. Will you touch right. blinky again? So they touch Blinky again and, oh, did you see that? They did it again. And uh -huh. then they say, touch Blinky again. And then they wonder why the thing's screaming for them to get out. Uh -huh. Because they're not trained monkeys, people. They're spirits. Some of them have college degrees. Some of them are smarter than we are. You know right. what I mean? They just right. have chosen to remain on Earth and not to cross over these particular ones have, uh -huh. have not done that. And people need to have a little bit more 
more respect and, um, you know, for them that way. And that's, that's how I approach, approach those sorts of souls. And I've also found that approaching more malevolent things in a calm way mm-hmm. tends to neutralize some of that and negate it. And they feed on the negativity and the emotions and emotions are an embodiment thing Mm -hmm. where you feel it all through your body and you assume that the emotion that you're having in that moment will last forever. And that isn't true. Fortunately, it's Mm -hmm. not, you know, they eventually the emotion dies down, but any negative emotions or anything like that, they feed on the rippling effect of that. Like it's their chocolate Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it enables them to do more physical acts. And that's why if you go in, in a respectful manner, that's almost in a loving way. And I'm not saying to love something that's demonic, but I can tell you what, there's nothing better repellent for those things than joy, laughter, and love. Right. They, it's like a stench in the room. They can't get out of there fast enough. Mm-hmm. Not only that, they'll look at you like you're the one that's crazy. And they're like, what's with this lady? Normally they get that scare effect so that they can feed off the rippling effect of the negativity. Right. And that's what they're used to getting. And people running and screaming out the door. And when that doesn't happen, it weakens them and makes mm-hmm. them want to stay away from you. Mm-hmm. Now, you spoke of, of coming in contact on, on other occasions with them. So what types mm-hmm. of what other types have you seen? Or are, there, or are they similar beings to what you saw the first time? No, these were huh, something that I've never seen before. Um, my, <clears throat> my son had come back from... Um, living in Indiana with my daughter and he had a friend that had, his parents had just bought a house to, for him to buy and flip. And um, so my son decided to rent a room from him and help him to work on the house. The guy had only been living there for like maybe a month. Uh-huh. And um, Austin went there and he's like, mom, there are some problems in this house. He said, I don't know what it is, but you, you know, you need to come and check. And the thing was, is when we later on went through the MLS pictures of this house, there was one of those, um, those, um, not arches, what are they called? Um, when a house has been cleared by a Catholic person, there sometimes is a thing that is sat in front of the house mm-hmm. near the front door, like an altar. Uh And one of those were sitting there. So after seeing that, we knew that whoever lived there knew that there Uh were some issues with that house, that the house had been blessed. Uh So, but they took it with them, of course. And of course that kind of unleashed a few things. And so when we, when I went there with him, I went from room to room and I, and it did have this negative pull to it. And this one bedroom that I opened the door to, It looked as if, and then we found out later that there had been an old church that had been built where that house was. And the thing was, is it was burned to the ground with the parishioners inside of it. So either the Indians were circling it and burning it down. They all burned alive. And you could literally see heads peeking through the floor, one Uh sitting next to the other, like they were sitting in pews and they were like trapped there still. They were afraid to leave the area for whatever reason. So, mm-hmm. um, but in addition to that, there were some flying elemental looking, almost, some of them almost lizard-like. There were snakes. Mm-hmm. There were some of these things that were in this house that I I had never seen things like this before. Um, and I went in, of course, I went in with bells and whistles to do the clearing thing again. And we did do the clearing, which neutralized a lot of the the air, but some of those things were stuck there and they weren't going anywhere. So there are times that you have to leave because those things aren't leaving. And that's why I I figured too, that those were elementals because Mm -hmm. the other stuff usually works. So, and since there was nobody really actively living in the house, doing anything that would draw on them. And do you know that your camera's off? Yes. See. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, they're probably <laughs> messing with it because they they're do probably that. messing with us. Of course. In order to get um, it back, I have to refresh it. I don't want to take a chance of losing you and stuff. So we're just going to stay like okay. this. No problem. No problem. 
But the thing was, is um, I had gone in, I had had some beads on that I had had blessed by an African shaman. I also had a cross on and it's not for the necessarily the Christianity part of it, but it's important to wear some kind of symbol of the light, whether it's a cross, you know, some towards sort of religious symbol to represent that you believe in the light. So, um, and also my iron bracelet, don't forget to wear your iron bracelets, people. This was actually recommended to me by a demonologist and it works very well. I'm going to tell you, they, they're 12 to $18 on Etsy. Get yourself one and never take it off. If you're an empath or somebody spiritual, put it on your left wrist and make sure that you don't ever remove it. Unless you have to go through an airport and slip it in your purse and then put it back on after your purse clears and put it back on. But um, so we were in there and my son had, I I got brought an extra set of those beads that were blessed for him to wear because I had two sets and I had him put his cross to his back because we could see what was coming at us from the front because Mm -hmm. They kept coming out of the rooms, but we couldn't see from what was coming from behind. And somehow our necklaces kept getting shifted to the front without us touching them. And there was one point. So I said, listen, you know, I'm going to try something recently that I've experienced. I'm going to try something. So I literally go in and I know before I tell you that my son gets on the phone to my daughter who was aware of what was going on because he had called her and told her about it. And he said, you would not believe what mom did. You would not believe it. He said, and those things, they, they ran out of the room like there was a bad smell. Mm-hmm. He said, so what I did is I went into this room that I could see some of the more ne- negative spirits. There were spirits that were actually kind of holding these beings there, which I did cross them over. Um, they did leave. Only two of them chose to stay, but about 35 of them or 40 of them did leave. Uh-huh. Um, once I explained that I was there to help them cross over and to look up for their cord and to go ahead and grab that. But these other things were still ling- lurking and lingering. And I remember I went into this one bedroom and I sit down on the bed and I said, OK, I said, I want to teach you a class on love. I said, I know that it's an emotion that you don't have. And maybe if you could learn about love, you would you would, you know, feel so wonderful. So I love you. I love you. I love you. And I'm just pointing this out in the room. I said, I feel love and joy. Come forward and let me teach you this class. You have not seen a room clear faster than anything. I mean, they literally, there were two of them that darted out of the room into the hallway, then came back into the doorway, figuring that they would try to challenge again, because is this woman for real? You know, they had never, ever even seen anything like that before. And I saw them and I said, come forth. I want to teach you about love. They don't want to be bothered with me because they think I'm a weirdo. And that's fine with me because I automatically come forth. I'm going to teach you about love. You need to learn the emotion of love so that you can feel joy and turn to the light. Man, Mm -hmm. they were out of there. And so my son was watching this. He was watching because he also has the gift of second sight. He was watching them. But there was this one thing that came into the family room. Very, very negative energy. I thought at first that maybe it was a demon, but it wasn't presenting Mm -hmm. as one. And it was this lizard thing that came forward that looked like a mix of a lizard and an alligator almost. And it kind of flew in for that matter. And it was challenging me in in the family room. And again, I just stood my ground and I came forward again. And I said, do you want to learn about love? And I started walking forward towards it slowly as and it started to back off, back off, back off. But man, it was I mean, it was it was actually puffing itself up, trying to look bigger and everything, trying to to scare us away. And my son He was a little taken back by it because he's like, what is that? And I'm like, stay in love. Stay with me. You know, tell them that you're going to teach them about love and that we are here to teach them about love. And he started doing it, too. And that thing finally, it went down to the room. But you could hear it hitting the wall as it went down the hallway towards the bedrooms. It would pound the wall as it passed different areas on the in the hallway and Mm -hmm. i and again i didn't realize what that was either until i went through this with my sister's house then i'm like oh okay now i understand what that was 
-hmm. you know, what that thing was. And that, that is also in the book coming that I'm writing now when um, omnipresent known place like home, I talk Mm -hmm. about that as well. And, um, and I, I just, you know, I had no idea. I didn't, I didn't realize, you know, because it just wasn't something that I entertained because I was always doing the other stuff. So there are a lot of things. There's a whole spiritual world that that parallels ours along with us that sometimes breach through. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they're paralleling next to us in, in life as well. And uh, Mm -hmm. we're, you know, you're just not aware of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's so many different elementals, though. I mean, you, we, you know, once you start to research, it's, it's like a huge rabbit hole that you go down because it there's is. so many elementals. There's so many stories, just like out here, you know, when, in, in the gold mines and the silver mines, we have the Tommyknockers. You know, and I have clients up in up in the gold country that have Tommy knockers living alongside of them, or, or they've seen them, you know, short little dude, four, you know, three feet tall running through their house. And again, it's the same thing you say. You have to put out food for them. They like food. You have to put stuff out for them to eat because otherwise they're going to come in and take it anyway. So you might as well just make peace with it. You know, they're on the property to stay. That's true. And your only option is um, to bargain with them because you're actually bargaining with them to allow you to stay. Yes. It's their land and they're not going anywhere. And you don't want to piss them off. No. That is for sure because they can make you ill. The negative pull that they have, if they want to, they can make you ill. And I truly, truly believe that my sister's demise. See, I found out, too, about the house. We, we had a garage sale and some people came and they said, oh, well, my cousin used to live in this house about about 20 years ago. And I remember coming here as a little kid. And I'm like, are you sure? The house was built in the 80s, 1980s. Mm-hmm. And um. And these people were telling me, and they're like, yeah, and then they had to move. Um, they, they foreclosed on the house. They had to move. So what we found out was is that the previous three families prior to my sister owning it all foreclosed on the house. They bought it. They lived in it for a year. They foreclosed on the house. And when my sister bought it, she bought it out of foreclosure. But the difference was with my sister is those people had mortgages that they walked off on. My sister paid cash for the house. And what mm-hmm. she didn't realize is with all of the things that this troll thing was doing to make her move and leave mm-hmm. made her stuck even more because she had an aviary of birds and um, she couldn't understand why nothing was selling. Mm-hmm. And it was because of him that nothing was selling because he was thinking that if she didn't have enough money to pay to stay in the house, that she would leave. But mm-hmm. what he didn't realize is it made her stay there because she had no money to go anywhere else. Right. And so she ended up, um, I, I believe that he, in his attempts, and plus she took his rock, which was a big no-no. Right. So he was pissed off. And I believe that his constant negativity at her bedside and being around her in her house and flinging vines on her and doing the things that he was doing um, literally made her weak. And over a 10 year period, you know, she, I mean, in that house, she had three or four different kinds of cancer of which she beat. That's not what killed her, but she started becoming sick and, and, and it just, she had gotten an infection that went to sepsis and nothing was curing it. Mm -hmm. And so she ended up going into the hospital, but I truly believe if she had not been living under the influence of that negativity, that she may have had a better outcome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, yeah, go ahead. So they're not something that you take lightly. This is a serious thing. People, they do exist. They do. They definitely exist. Absolutely. So this hour went by really fast. Oh, wow. Has it been an hour? It's always fun to have you on. Yeah. (laughs) It's always, it's it's, it's always a fun ride to have you on. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hog the whole show because you're the hostess with the most. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. It's fine. After last night, I could use the break and kind of hang, you know? (laughs) I'm I'm glad. It's always a pleasure with you. You're an amazing hostess, and you're also an amazing guest to have you on shows. When I start doing podcasting again, I'm definitely going to have you on the show. And if I have the opportunity to get something a little bit bigger, maybe Mm -hmm. even something with Gaia, and I'm going to ask them about, you know, um, 
when they have me on their show again, maybe I'll be able to bring people on the show with me. You're definitely one of them on my list. Well, thank so, you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So now, you know what, maybe we'll get you back on and kind of change the pace a little bit on here and talk about your, a couple of your books, that, you know, that you have out, but especially the one about the kid, you know, about the kidnapping and stuff. That would be cool to talk about. That would be great. That would that absolutely would be great. Back. Yes. Get you back on. Yes, absolutely. All right, Lynn, how can people find you? Um, I can be found at www.lynnmonet, like the painter.com. That's lynnmonet.com. Um, I have books out. They are on Amazon. Um, okay. Some of them are on my website only. Um, this book in particular is on my website only. So Amazon does not have everything. Mm -hmm. um, if you do buy them through my website, I think they might even be a little bit less expensive now because the price on Amazon has gone up. Plus I'll personalize them and sign them for you if you purchase them through my website um, that way. And um, also I'll put you on a mailing list. So when other things do come out, then I can also reach out to you because this is a series that uh, you might... Um, you know, be interested in, in reading everything that is written is true. Nothing is fabricated. Nothing is embellished. It just, it, it doesn't need to be, it is what it is. And um, yeah, it's good enough by itself. So anyway, you can find me that way. I do consultations. If you are having problems also with mental illness or schizophrenia or any type of attachment type thing, you could reach out to me and I can get you in the right direction to get help with that. Absolutely. Once again, thank you so much. And I really thank appreciate you. you coming on. And uh, we'll get you on again. We'll get you okay, on again. Please, about your book. please be sure to give it a thumbs up and subscribe. Yep. And also when you, um, um, if this is finishing live, I'm going to go ahead with your permission, unless you're going to edit something to mm -hmm. um, put it out on all of my, my media. Nope. That's fine. I will get you the link to it right after I get done processing. Let's just gotta go through processing. Okay, All right. I'll look for it. Great. Thank okay, you. Lynn. Thank you so much. My, my bye, dear friend. Have a good night. Thank Have you. Bye-bye. Okay. Yeah, the reason why I didn't switch this is because it was a camera when the camera went out is because I have to refresh it. And the way things have been going here, <laughs> I mean the, the, the power blinked out once or twice during the day today, so I didn't want to sit here and hit the hit the refresh button and then have everything die again. So it's kind of unique. I look like something out of Star Trek. Okay, anyway, uh, that was Lynn Monet, a real good friend of ours. She's been on a few times. I, I, I've read her books. Excellent stories, you know, that, that she writes that are all true. It's, it's just wonderful. Tomorrow, my guest, it's really fun because over the holidays, for the people, for, for, for the regulars that, that listen to the show, over Thanksgiving, over Christmas time, I decided to do some shows on traditions. And these traditions included the food that we ate. You know, the first Thanksgiving, the first Christmas, and all that stuff. And I was on the internet checking out the topic about a week ago. And I found a woman named Christina Ward who has done research on the food we eat. And she has a book out that talks about religion and how it has influenced the food we eat. So that kind of falls in line with what I was doing you know, over the holidays. So I asked her to be on. So she's going to be with us tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. to talk about all that. So it should be an interesting show. I see Pamela's in the chat room. My sister gave me a like as well. Thank you. And for everybody else that's just kind of lurking, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, for the guys on the RSS feed tonight that are going to hear this, I really appreciate it. I really, really do from the bottom of my heart. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. You know, we're just trying to get the word out about this little old show. And the more the merrier who watch it, right? Um, again, I appreciate each and every one of you. I'll, I will give you Lynn's contact information and where you can get her books. And uh, then I'm going to sign off and I'll see you guys tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. So here we go. And hopefully my face will be on the screen the whole time. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Her website is lynnmonet.com, L-Y-N-N-M-O-N-E-T.com. And you can get some of her books there. Like she says, they're not all on Amazon. So you have to check out her website to get those books. All right. The first book was Omnipresent. And that is the book about the house that she bought that was, haunt that, that was, that was haunted by something very dark. The second book is Omnipresent, What Happened Next? So there is a follow-up to that book. And then the uh, the uh, Heaven book. 
about what happens after we, you know, the whole dying process and all that stuff. And also, the two books that she discussed, uh, you know, that she's going to be writing this book on fairies and stuff, and she's going to, she has that other book uh, about, you know, abductions and stuff. So, yeah, so there you have it. And those can be on Amazon, but again, you'll have to check. Some, some are available on Amazon, some are available on her regular website. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to sign off. I got nothing more to say. And uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of your evening. And uh, hopefully, like last night after I did the show, I did the show at like 9 o'clock last night. Right after I did the show, the internet died. I couldn't even upload anything until 2 a.m. when AT&T's internet kicked in. So hopefully that doesn't happen tonight. And hopefully I'll get my camera back too. Just one of those days. All right, guys. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great time. 6.30 p.m. Pacific.